Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 112. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello. As well as the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Yeah, baby. Hear that. You certainly heard that pop of truly rosé. Yes. Truly Hello. Rosé. What kind of this is that, is that is a wine? Good. What is that? No, no, it's a hard seltzer. It's like taking over the world. Oh. This area where I am in, I can't go anywhere without people. I've I've saw people at the past running I was at bring some with them at open bar. Oh. Well, wine, champagne, beer, hard liquor and they brought their own Trulys. I was like, "What?" I I saw a guy in the bathroom with it. I'm like, "They have Truly here?" He's like, "No, we brought our own." I'm like, "That's just crazy." But mm. okay. So I don't I guess it's not that big of a deal up where you are, but man, this stuff is good stuff. Mm. So I'm doing good. Andy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Trendy. Yeah. I so know. you're so trendy. <laughs> it's good stuff. I've known it for a few years now. Yeah. But other company White Claws is another good remember one. Remember when vitamin water went crazy? Everybody <laughs> was all about it. all the celebrities were drinking it and then all of a sudden it disappeared. Well, White Claw kind of pioneered it, I think. Um, truly came along. They're just different flavors. There's another one that's Henry's or something, but I, it's like 5% alcohol. You drink it cold, uh, putting it over ice tends to take away the, the, the carbonation for some reason. Cause it's not that much. It's not that carbonated. And, uh, it's just a great summer drink and you can have a few of them and just, you know, catch a little buzz, nice edge Ooh. off, but something good to drink, you know, something good in, in your hand, not, you know, getting hammered if you want to be at a party. And you want to be there for a while. Or right now, for example. Okay, hold I'm on. Drink seltzer and scotch? Let me just do one of these. You, okay, you mentioned summer drinks, right? Yeah, take, that's what happened with the dog. Take a look at this. Whoa. I, you're in and out of focus with the it's focus a, it's, thing. It's a Zima. Zima. What year is this? <laughs> yeah. What the, I won't even say it because we just talked about swearing in this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Zima. No. I, oh no! I, I found I found this at the uh, at a store the um, not too long ago, and Did, uh, they still I make that. Right on it. They Bought still make that. Pack. They they only bring it back once every summer. Oh, so yeah, that was I, like uh, like back. In I the... only have I only have two bottles left. And wow! I just cracked. But just a cheers, cheers with you, Jimmy. See, back in yes. the back in the nineties, for all the youngins, when we were when I was in high school in the late nineties, that's what all the girls drank. All the girls drank Zimas. Uh. Or if you didn't like beer, the guys drank this, but we put in a red solo cup, though. Right. So you, okay, so you couldn't better. tell that you were drinking this, yeah. just like everybody I can tell, like you're that. announcing to the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going all bottle with the logo out. Look at that. Look at that. So, Jimmy, 20 years from now, you can, uh, when, when you're on a podcast, you can pull out your Truly uh, that, okay. that comes out Maybe. once a year. So. Um, peach Knops was another big one with the girls back in the Oh, day. yeah. Oh, I got my Peach Knops. Uh, Neil, before we started this podcast, um, I asked if you guys were ready to start recording and, uh, Jimmy said, yes, I'm ready to record. And you had like <laughs> this low energy response. You're like, yes, I'm ready to go. And then I asked you to, I asked you again, I was like, Neil, are you really ready to go? Um, and then you, and then you said that you were with more energy. 
I and you just got off a shoot, right? So what's been going on in the world yeah. of Neil Urban? Yeah, I feel like uh, you, you, got, you got a lot going on right now. So where are you in, in wedding season? How's it going? Uh, fantastic. Uh, just got done with an engagement shoot. Had just like a killer sunset. So, you know, you just keep keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. And then all of a sudden you forget about the time. And it's like 9.17. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm 20 minutes away from home. I got to get home and record a podcast. Um, so that that's what that's what happened Uh so I apologize for my lateness uh, with you guys. Whatever. Um, Our listeners don't just know. Just like last show, I, I left early. And, um, you know, I thanks for putting up with me, guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, what? we um, just had a, a awesome wedding this past weekend. Like Jimmy had said before, we hit the record button that the heat index was like 110. I think in, here in Buffalo it was 107. Um, the the worst part of the day, uh, were, were all you guys shooting? Andy, were you shooting as well? Yes. Were you out there? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. What was there? The, well, uh, let's go around the table. Were you outside, inside, outside, outside? What Where? What was your day my, like? My, my, yeah. my, wedding, my wedding was inside a church, but this, this church did not have air conditioning at, at all. Oh, it geez. was hotter than hot. Like, it made outside feel like it was 50 degrees. Like, it was bad. Bad, bad, bad. So bad. Yeah, I, I've been there. That's, so, it is, that is bad. It's worse. So once we got outside, we're like, oh, my gosh, this feels amazing. <laughs> we had a little bit of a breeze. I I, I kept my I kept my bride and groom in, in the bridal party, you know, close to the limo and in, in the shade as well. Um, so once we got outside, man, it was awesome. So, mm. yeah. But what about you guys? Uh, yeah. uh, I, I had the same situation. Church, but AC'd. And it was a little, it, it was got, it, it, temperature rose as, as everybody got in there, but it was still like probably 80 inside was fine. And then, um, <clears throat> then a drive to a winery in which the wine, uh, the place is up on a hill and there's nothing around. So catering, porta potties, uh, the entire, the tent is set up and that's it. So you got to bring everything. So we, we were like, just, you know, photographers fine. We park right up there. That's good. And then we're outside, and there's a little tap room, down, just like a little small walk down the hill, and it's AC in there. So we we had some AC to to go into in between portraits. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. You know, I had like a whole cooler just full of water and ice, and uh, I drank five bottles a day, and then brought some food with me like I always do. But it, you know, we're all a little sweaty, but it wasn't that bad. My biggest decision is what what, what do I wear? Do I put a t-shirt underneath the dress shirt, like a tight one? Or just go with like a cotton button-down shirt, which I did, and then I wore a vest over that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That was fine. No, no, it was a good, good day. Yeah, mine wasn't uh, as bad as it was. People were making it out to be. I don't think I actually had a worse heat experience uh, July sixth uh, that weekend, uh, the week of July fourth, than I did last week. Um, my wedding this past week was, uh, it was okay. Um, you know, we started outside and then we went inside, uh, for cocktail hour and then outside, uh, or their, their ceremony was outside and then back in. So I, it wasn't that bad. Actually the, the my July 6th was worse. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I, I might have, but like the lens on July 6th, it was like, we were inside. We started inside with the AC. I go outside and I'm trying to do portraits and literally, and I'm editing this wedding right now. Every I had to wipe down my lens like between every couple shots. And even mm. when I was doing that, like I would take by the third or fourth shot in a series, it would get bad again. So I would wipe it down. And it's like I, mm. I couldn't continuously wipe down. I, like I needed to shoot something. So but like some of these shots are 
I'm like trying to like dehaze them and Lightroom and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it just is what it is. They literally have that like dreamy look to them. Mm. And I'm like, well, then that's what it is, you know, but um, because, you know, well, people actually do that on purpose, you know, put yeah. filters in, on their images to get that look. So you naturally yeah. got it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's just got to acclimate and it's, it's just time or, or hairdryer. It right. sucks when you, you know, well, when you don't have have those. Yeah. At your convenience. Yeah. Um, anything else now? Mm. Uh, I shot the, well, that wedding was in arena, uh, where the, the, where the Buffalo Sabres play and man, that was hotter than the church, uh, because there's no ice. So they, they just completely like shut the whole thing down and it had to been about 115 degrees in, inside that arena. And I was, uh, I, I did this shot, like I shot from like across the arena, um, and I probably did about 5,000 steps just to get that one shot. It was, it was crazy. If you're following me on Facebook, uh, go check it out. Yeah, I saw uh, that story. It's, a a it's good. lot went into that. So, mm-hmm. um, but no. Um, other than that, oh, yes. And uh, if, well, as everybody knows from the last episode, I had family in town. So pretty much while the, the family was in town, I really didn't do all that much work. Like, I really didn't edit that much. So, so once they left, man, I just sat down for like 72 hours straight and just did nothing but editing. So right now I only have four names on my, on my to-do list Four. that's it. That, nice. I don't think I've ever been that low, like mid, like mid season. So I'm, I'm feeling really good about that. So, uh, what about you guys? Um, so maybe, maybe Jimmy go ahead first. What have you been up to? Uh, I'm, I'm caught up to some extent. I got, uh, I just wrapped. Oh Yeah. I had this um, now and then this happens after 16 years doing this is uh, you shoot a bride once um, things don't work out. They break up and then she gets married again and then she contacts you. Right. Or the groom. (laughs) This happened to me once before with the bride. A very sad story. The the groom had a heart attack at 42 playing Mm -hmm. ice hockey. It was so, so sad. Healthy guy. It was very much out of the blue. I loved him. He was beloved. It was a very sad story. So then they had a child together. So I saw her a couple years later at a at a um, wedding thing, the, the showcase. What do you call it? I don't do them anymore. Bridal show. You know. Yeah, that's it. Bridal show. And we talked. <laughs> and then, but I and she wanted to contact me. She thought maybe I'd feel weird about it. I'm like, I don't feel weird about it at all. But then I never heard from her. Fine. Then my friend Emily, um, who is a photographer now. I mentioned her before. She, I shot her wedding in 2011 to a man. Uh, then a while later, she met a woman. And then a year later, she switched teams. She, the girlfriend, moved to New York, then got married within one year to the date. And then one year to the date, her and I and Natalie and all are in Mexico shooting that wedding one year after she met a girl. Wow. And then what? So, yeah. So I'm just doing this in a nutshell here. So, she meets someone one year later. She's she's separated, divorced, re, uh, the new one moves in and married again. That's a fast year. So, th- but I didn't really shoot the ceremony there because Mexico doesn't recognize gay marriage. So, but here was actually the first time bride and bride again, and the groom is super cool, really chill day. And you know, as you guys know, like not older, the older couples past their thirties. Are just in a different mindset, and I, I I love it. It's a great day, and I had a moment with her two kids that I never saw before, nor could I ever even think 
well, maybe think of it, but not stage it. At one point, the daughter, who's maybe eight, is buttoning up the mom. She's all dressed. The daughter's dressed in her, her little in her little white dress. The daughter is buttoning up the mom with the old school button thing you need the eye hook for. She's standing up. The, the bride's kneeling down. Then the bride, to be the mom, is helping her son, who's even younger, uh, put on his little uh, uh, kilt and his whole and his tie and the whole jacket and all that stuff. And the window light was amazing. It was this awesome room, great background, um, perfect light in them. And me and Taylor, she was shooting video. We're, we didn't even talk. We're just like, I'm like, click, 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 click. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, how great of a setup it was. Great, great setup. Shot, shot so much of it. So um, moments like that, when that happens. I love when that, when that, ha- when it comes together. Yeah. And it's just like, just like oh especially God, especially when I didn't even do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like well. I happen to be here. <laughs> they happen to be by this window, and then these magical moments come together. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like sometimes sometimes it's in the way that we set things up, or you know how we encourage them to do yeah. different you parts say of their you day. Over there, and, then and yeah, nice exactly, light. yeah, yeah. But this but but happening. when those things happen, it's like yes, this is all I've been waiting for. Every wedding that I go to, trying to have these things happen, <laughs> and then now here it is. It's happening. And uh, and it's got the most beautiful dramatic light coming in. I love when that happens. And it's just like every and you just know that every shot you take is like oh, this yeah. magic shot. And you're like, an, yes. but you keep going because you're like, well, I, I know I've got like eights. I've got eights. I've got eights. And then there's a nine. And then I want the 10. I want then I keep shooting, shooting, shooting. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? And you're like mm-hmm. waiting for like the mat. I like love We're, when you're yep. in that zone. And then the videographer knows it. You know it. They, you know what I mean? It's like, I just love that. It's, uh, it's awesome. I couldn't even pick. I want to I want to I'm going to blog it tomorrow. I want. I don't want to overblog it, so I picked one that I thought was like I think that's the winner because I'm seeing a face, seeing a face, it's telling a story. It's not too artsy of an angle. I think it's going to be my blog. Maybe on the Instagram, I'll do something else. But when even even if there was something in the background, like a bag or something else, which there wasn't, well, there was a small bag on the couch, but it was tiny. I would have just no. I have no problem running in there and just taking that thing and throwing it out of the way. You know, I don't, I'm not shy. I'm not like the. Um, excuse me, can you please help? When you have no time for something, you just dive in and do it and get back faster mm-hmm. than you can to ask someone to do it. Being polite. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like plowing through people, but I would have been camera down, get that back, throw it out, get back to shooting. Yeah. It's sometimes yeah. you just got to make things happen. You just got Yeah. Usually mm-hmm. people understand. Uh-huh. I tell, you know, on a, I tell this, just the, that past wedding, I said to the mom before, she's like, there's a few family photos I want to do. I'm like, okay, you do not have to ask me to shoot the photo when we're shooting group photos. You're wasting time of the day. You don't have to say, you don't have to take the time to walk 15 feet to me and say, can we photograph my aunt? And I'm like, yes, please just get them, shoot in front of me. Yeah, do I, the I do the circle, same. point at me and I'll yeah, shoot it. I do the same thing too. When, when they yeah. tried it, like it's like, I'm not going to organize that for you. You no, can never. you can go get them and then say yeah I just say you know pull either me or yep. Will is my main second these days I say pull pull me or Will aside at any point and just come get us just let us know but don't explain yep. it to me do you know what I mean like I don't I don't say that uh-huh. but but that's basically <laughs> what you know like because that's a lot of time when we're shooting all these other things I can't be going around and or but you bring them to me I said go get them go we'll do it right now we'll do it right now if we don't mm-hmm. do it now we're not going to do it later go get them come find me or Will. Yep. You know, but I'm not going to be responsible yeah. for organizing these shots. Just go get them and we'll take it right here. Come right I'll over say, here. I'll say, let's meet back here in a minute. Yep. Right. Yeah, I always, yeah. I always have a, a, a place in the reception picked out too because I'll, I'll be like, okay, go grab them and go meet over by, you know, right hand side of the bar. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's where I'll be I mean, waiting for you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
So every time, whenever someone comes up to me, yep, over there. <clears throat> yeah, Jimmy, anything else? Um, well, could we? Uh, not really, unless you want to dive into what's up with the photography stuff. Oh okay, yeah, we'll get into topics news. in just a second. Um, okay. What about you, Andy? So, um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm I've been catching up with editing a little bit. Um, I'm going into a double wedding weekend, so that kind of got my my ass and gear to kind of get back to where I used, where I was, um, you, you know, like, cause I was really on top of it. Then I was just shooting so much. I had no time to edit and now I'm getting, it's, I'm kind of catching up. I've got like a, just a few on my list going into, cause I got a wedding tomorrow and, and then Saturday. Um, and the, I guess my big piece of news is that I did end up buying a, an a seven Um, so now I'm shooting both, uh, both Sony cameras. Nice. Nice. And what I was actually most surprised about, uh, so I got, it was a, normally it's two grand uh, for the a7 III, um, but I got like an open box because I'll, I'll always give me $300 off and have a nick on it. I don't care about the nick. I'm going to nick it 20 times by the by the end of the weekend anyway. Do you know what I mean? Give me the nick. <laughs> so, uh, so I got it for like 1700 and uh, as like kind of an Amazon warehouse deal kind of thing. And... Uh, what I was, what I was most surprised about it is that, and I knew that the autofocus team was going to be better than the A7R3, which I have. I didn't know how much better it was going to be, and it definitely is better because it, because it is more similar to that A9's autofocusing system. So like even yeah. Jimmy, when we were talking before, I know you shoot that A3, I shoot the A7R3, and I knew that that the A7R3's focusing was better. I just wasn't sure how much better, and it's definitely better. Like even for reception stuff, like like. Because I was saying that, like with my A seven R three, I really would do not want to be trying to hunt focus on the dance floor compared to a DSLR. But with mm-hmm. the A three, um, that's not as much of an issue. It's still kind of an issue. I still kind of prefer a DSLR on the dance floor, just for that specific reason in that one use case. But it's not as big of an issue at all, um, comparatively speaking. So, um, so so last week and was my first wedding shooting both. And I did have the my my D750 like ready to go on the dance floor, but I ended up deciding not to shoot that because the one thing that I didn't think about is like, well, that's an extra card. I'm gonna have to come back to the computer and then sync up the camera times to get that that camera's time to sync up with the other camera times because I'm shooting two bodies, Will is shooting two bodies, and then if I if I throw that fifth camera in, that's another camera that I gotta sync, and that's more time yeah. to sync to sync <laughs> the camera. So. I decided not to do that. So then I, um, the only lens that I really needed to get is just a wider lens. So for now, I kind of like, I got a Band-Aid. Uh, so cause in order to, to not bring out the D750 with the wide lens on the dance floor, I got like a, a I got a converter so I can use my, uh, and it's just like a manual focus converter uh, so that I can use uh, my 20 millimeter Nikon on the Sony. And, uh, and, but it's all manual focus. But the way that I shoot those at the reception anyway, I'm always shooting that at like F8. And um, yeah. and I'm like blurring the background and all that kind of stuff and stopping it with flash. So the, focusing really isn't even an issue on the dance floor. If you're shooting at F8 and you you put your focus point in the middle, I, fine. I'll just shoot that. I don't even need to focus because it's, it's at F8. Um, so, uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see how that goes this weekend. Because um, uh, that's my only thing about it but it's it's exactly what i hoped it would be in terms of being able to shoot both camera bodies um and have the and have you know the lenses that i want and for the reasons i want to with the you know the focusing and all that so Mm. 
Um, so yeah, so that's my, uh, my, I guess my bigger update. Um, that's the, uh, hyperfocal you were referring to before. If you don't, you know, the title or that word, right? No, hyperfocal. Teach me about hyperfocal. Okay. Um, I do come from a film, film background, not so much the motion picture world of film, but shooting actual film. So I started, uh, shooting paintings of mine that I did. I was a high, I would hire a photographer to shoot paintings and then have the negative in case the painting sold, I would have means of reprinting that painting. Then this got expensive. I said, I got a basement. I can just get some lights from Home Depot. This has to be same color temperature. And I bought a medium format camera and that started everything. So I liked shooting with that camera. No one could develop film. I built a dark room. I got other cameras. People started hiring me. Here I am. You know, I okay, I but Jimmy, what what does that have to do with describing hyperfocal? Let's, let's see. The, the, these with, are the with, things that I don't <laughs> that I don't understand. Because because Neil, you were there, right? Were you there just a few minutes ago when when Jimmy said he was going to explain hyperfocal, and then you just explained this whole story I, you know, about a dark room? Were you were you there for going, that? So I or? I started playing with like uh with some, I don't know. I just <laughs> okay. right, well, I can just dive in. I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm I'm still listening. I'm still here. Go ahead. I don't think you are. I appreciate so, the backstory, though. I want to know more about this well, dark room. Not, I'm not telling you anymore. So the hyperfocal <laughs> is is at any at any one point in the lens, you set like uh, if you're at an f. Some lenses even have it. They have a little mark where the hyperfocal is. So if you're at an f four, you'll see like a little red mark here and a red mark there past the the right next to the feet. Hmm. Like so, infinity to close focus. And then you see another, and then there's a, a row of like a line, uh, a column above it, and or below, and it'll have like a line saying f4, f5, x6, 11, 8. So what you do is, let's say you're shooting f8, you put the ones that was the far side of the infinity side, either at infinity or close to it, maybe 30 feet. You know, no one's gonna be away from 30 feet. Mm-hmm. You put that there, and then you set your camera to eight, and then at the other end, it'll tell you on the lens itself where your close focus is. And everything in between there is in focus. That's your hyperfocal. Right. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah, uh, not a lot of new lenses don't have that. Of course, mm-hmm. I was tying it in into old lenses I shot with. Nikon old lenses have it. Um, I think some Zeiss lenses have it too now. Maybe some Leicas. I don't know. If, but if they're manual focus lens, high end manual focus yeah, lenses yeah. are going to have Definitely. that basically. Yes. Yeah. So um, oh, that one wide lens I bought for Sony. I ended up returning it though. I forget what it was called. It was a twelve mil. Or fourteen mil, really cheap, broken on or something like that. Okay, yes, and so yeah. and so that's interesting that you bring that up because that's what you're doing now. Well, exactly. Well, so the other, so not only did I get this twenty dollar adapter so I can put my Nikon lens on, I also because it just seemed like well that's chump change. I'll give it a shot. I got a remember how we were talking about the uh, the oh what is it the come on you know the wide angle but the the goofy one. What do you call that? Those Fish lenses. Guy. Yeah, I got. Fish I, guy. I got like a hundred and fifty dollar fisheye for the Sony E mount, and it's nice. like it's like a four point five millimeter fisheye that's really designed for, or like, or might be like a six point five that's really designed for uh, like a crop sensor APS-C Sony E mount. But you know, I, um, but you know, are these cameras will shoot um, APS-C on them? It'll it'll right. it'll just go into that mode. Is it a full um, frame fisheye or a round fisheye? No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a round. Um, oh, it's a round. So I don't know if it's going to cut it off, but it's still going to be able to shoot in APS-C mode. But my point is, I got that, 
and it's manual focus too. I was like, well, 140 bucks. I've been, I've been wanting to get a fisheye and it's a small little dinky thing. So I feel like I can just throw it in the bag and whatever. And, you know, I'll just toss around in there. And if it breaks, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It just came today. I'm going to, I'm going to try that out and bring that this weekend too. Yeah. That's fine. I, I have, we have one for our Nikon. Natalie hasn't used that all year or even last year, which is, it got, you know, old, but yeah. So but, on that but, lens, but yeah, tell me about that. Be, yeah. Tell me about that, that what lens that you got though, because that's what I, I was looking at all these. Cause that's the last piece of the puzzle for my Sony stuff, right. Is getting a wide lens. And I was looking at all these manual focus lenses and I'm like, cause do, cause what I really want when I get like the real wide lens for that, I want that because Sigma already has it for the other brands, but they're coming out with a Sony E-mount very soon. And that's the 14 to 24 2.8. And, and so that's really um, like my wide zoom that I'm going to want that I'm going to spend a lot of money on uh, for the mm -hmm. Sony when it comes when that comes out. 14 to 24 2.8. Or I was kind of debating the 14 1.8 and just having it be fixed. But I sometimes do want to get in a little bit closer on the dance floor and stuff like that. But um, but I was looking at those. I was looking at that Rockano, Rockano. Those yeah. those like they're like broken three hundred bucks or something like that. But but no. Yeah. But that was APS-C though, right? Was that APS-C? No, or it was, was full frame. Full frame. That was full frame. No, but that was like four hundred bucks though, four or five hundred, something like that. It, here's what manual. I, here's what I manual focus like about it. Yes. Okay. So I I got I needed a wide. I forgot if I got the twelve or the fourteen. I don't remember. I think I got the twelve. Um, was it you look sharp? at the lens online. I'm sorry. Is it sharp? It was sharp, yeah. Okay. You you look at it online, you're like, okay, cool. And then you get it, and then you got to add another inch and a half, if not two inches, of the adapter. Because what you're seeing online is just the lens. They got to put the Tamron, Sony, Nikon, whatever Canon. Uh, they got to put the mount part in the back. And it's, it's a hard fix. It doesn't come off. Right. Well, when I got the lens, I'm like, oh. So it was much longer than I wanted it to be. I'm like, all right. I kind of wanted a small, little, wide thing. It's not so much small anymore. Mm -hmm. Fine. I set it to hyperfocal at one point and shot with it and I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I ended up trading it in to get the Sony 12 to 24 and just dealing. And I, I think it was a two, eight, the 24. I, no, I think, it's, I think that's F four, isn't it? That Sony is oh, it the Sony eight? one. Yes. Is it yes. two? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Four. F4. Both my zooms are four. Yeah. Right. Go from and, and that's why. I, yeah. I've never, one Oh five. I've never, I don't even think I've ever owned a lens that goes less than 2.8. <laughs> shooting shooting since, yeah. since i started okay. and it this really like way. and i know that i'm not shooting for depth of field for usually wide but i just feel like i i, I just want the 2.8 if i want it if i want if i want the lighter um you know i i was shooting this this past weekend my friend justin was with me at the at the one that was very hot and i i just showed him a picture i just took whatever and he's like what lens is that i'm like that's an f4 he's like really i'm like yeah look at that background it's i did a test with the 7200 f4 sony and the 2.8 and it was not night and day at all. Mm, it know. was like, all right, it's a little sharper in the background, a little more open up. Yeah. It's not, that's why I got that 135. Because okay. that was night and day. Right. So, so I don't own it. I love the F4 version of the 7200. It's lightweight. It's small. It goes in every bag. I'm like, this thing's great. But, you know, it's what's, a 4. It's F4. It's F4. I already go, I already go to, to, to 105 with my other zoom lens. I got the 135 now. I don't need it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. That was, wow. that was horrible. I, wow, I even wow, had wow. If that doesn't say... 
But you guys were talking about Sony the whole time, so <laughs> I was just like, kind of like, if, if that doesn't say whatever. something, I don't know what does. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please, please do leave us a review in iTunes, subscribe in iTunes, and help us help you by sending in questions to info at Wedding Photographers Unite, or better yet, which is what most people do, go to our Facebook group and uh, join and just search for Wedding Photographers Unite on Facebook and join us in there. And you can uh, interact with us there. And just like uh, lots of people um, did that, I wanted to bring up a few things for our show this week so um molly uh quite a bit ago um wrote this she said i know a photographer who had a terrible groom i won't go into details but there was some illegal activity and the guy was really horrible uh to them do you have something in your contract that says something like if there's illegal activity will you leave um if you no, this is a little bit different i feel like so first of all have you ever experienced anything like this and i feel like maybe we probably should have uh, a, a female on for this because i think they maybe tend to deal with this kind of thing a little bit more um but do you guys have anything mm. in your contract if like somebody's like an asshole um Abs- you know, absolutely you do yep. yeah yeah um uh photography stops um until the problem it, we then we go to the bride and groom and and talk to them about the problem and uh and photography won't begin until the problem is solved whether if groomsmen are all, all over my wife or the ladies are all over me, which never happens, unfortunately. Some of the older ladies. I did have one problem. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did have one problem with a very drunk groomsman. I was taking uh, ring shots off in the corner of, of a venue and um, very, very drunk comes right up to me, pulls his pants down. And he says, why don't you take a picture of this? And there there's his junk right, right, right in wow. front of my, like right in front of me, like while I'm doing a ring shot. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? So I get, I gathered the rings, went back to the bride and groom, and um, had a little powwow, and the problem was solved. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, sometimes you know, things, things like that happen. People are drunk. I uh, think they, they think that they can do anything when they're drunk. So yeah, you gotta, gotta protect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. making a note right now to change my, to add that to my contract. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'll give you guys the wording uh, that, yeah, that it please. Used for. Yeah. Um, Mike, I think Mike was just saying, Mike, well, Mike says, um, I have been binging the podcast since I discovered it a couple of weeks ago. He is an extreme hobbyist that loves anything he can shoot and has a huge desire to enter the wedding photography world. And he's glad he found the podcast. Thanks, Mike, for uh, jumping in the group there. And hello and welcome. Um, I kind of think there was a couple of these that we were going to hit and some of them that we were going to, let's see. Oh, so Marie wrote in earlier today, and this one I definitely wanted to bring up. Um, so Marie says, uh, she recently posted a photo on Instagram that received a comment from a local page promoting the area where she lives. The page wanted to use the photo for social media promotion and publications. She responded back saying that they would be fine to use if they credited the business in the caption or comment. They responded back by saying they would credit us on social media, but would not on promotions or publications. <laughs> Is this something that I should just accept and allow them to use the photo? Or should I charge a certain amount? I know Andy had talked about this topic during an episode, but I'm not sure what to do. Thank you, everyone. Um, I wrote something there, but uh, what do you guys do? Or first of all, is that okay? Can can uh, 
can they uh, can they do that? Can they just say no? We're gonna we're gonna use it anyway and not put your name there. <laughs> can they say that? No, no, no they can. They're no. they're they're, no. they're uh, scaring the the person to think that that's right or that it's legal, if you will. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you, you got to stand up. I mean, you you wrote a very good comment on that thread saying, yeah, you, uh, you can use the image with watermark. If not, we. Uh, I will. I I tell people the same thing. I'm like, let me know what images you want. I'll put a different watermark on there because I have a, a more professional one that's on that's on shoot proof, whatever. And uh, and then if not, then we'll talk usage rights. If you want to use an image with no photo credit whatsoever, you know, that's that's really it. It's it's A or B. There is no, there's no there really is no there shouldn't be any middle ground on that. Mm. Watermarked images. Make sure it's legible. There, not cropped out. And maybe another ad mention if it's on Instagram, of course, that's always good. You can't just that that's actually even more important than just the the, the image saying something because no one's gonna go and remember that and type it out. Right. Um, and then you know uh, if it's a publication, if it's advertising, then that's and then that's gotta be big there too. Even when places uh, put your link down or do a mention, people don't read. No. They just look yeah, at the pictures no. and they just scroll on. They yeah. they don't they don't read that stuff. There there's actually a venue in our area um, who uses photographers' images without the photographer's watermark, and they put their own watermark on it with like of the venue. And it's like, and then they put they put a little credit for the photographer, but people don't read that. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like. So they asked me if, if they could use some of my images, but I don't want their watermark on one of my images and then have them give me like a little credit. So I said, no, yeah, yeah screw that. Absolutely. And, and so my, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's probably, it's been a while uh, that my biggest wake up call to this was when I had t- like two of my images on the homepage of Kleinfeld Bridal in New York City, literally the biggest dress store in the world. You go to their website, my images were at the top of their webpage. Because I had a because wow. I had a marketing yeah, awesome. person in the in the wedding party that was a marketing person for Kleinfeld Bridal, liked the photos, wanted to use them, and I and I said yes with credit, right? And this is like literally there is no bigger dress store in the world and on planet Earth. It's Kleinfeld Bridal. They have that reality TV show, right? So I figured, yep. well, if I have my name on there, maybe I'll pick up a few high end brides, you know, throughout a year, and then that will be worth it to me, right? My name was on that my, on my photos on that website for like a year, like maybe even over a year. It might have been like a year and a few months or something like that. And how many people contacted Andy Buscemi to get their Zero. wedding photography done, even though it was on the homepage of Kleinfeld Bridal for over a year? How many people? Zero. Zero. No. A- absolutely yeah. zero. So that was worth absolutely nothing to me like (laughs) literally absolutely it was worth zero to me like completely worth zero so that was a big wake-up call to me that in terms of like have understanding like what you get out of something you know when your name is on something you know so 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 here's my point and when when i responded back to her and what i have there in that comment and listeners if you're listening you haven't seen this you can look up maria's post in our in our uh, wedding photographers unite group on facebook and see my response but i basically put what i usually say back to venues or other local people now if this was an, if this was kleinville bridal i would be saying something different back to them because I, you know because uh, that's a different situation but for local people um i usually say i usually say you know hi whoever you are 
Um, you take a look at the, here's the gallery, take a look, let me know what images numbers you're using. And then I have two separate things and I clearly state what you can and can't do with it, you know, but I'm, but I'm being nice about it and I'm being friendly about it and the response and the way that you're talking of these people, right? Um, for social media, yeah, go ahead. You're, you know, they're a local group. So I say using a non-watermarked image with a photo credit, that's fine. Just put, make sure that you're linking to my Instagram page. Not that maybe I'll get one or two people back. And not that I even think there's any value to that. The value that I think to that is that, you know, they, the venue or the, those people think that I'm easy to work with and I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game. You know what I mean? So fine, use it. Just put my name there and maybe I'll get, you know, a referral from them directly or something like that. I think there's more value in that than even having my name on that. And then somebody finds me and asks, you know, I, I so I'm not as concerned about the actual name there, but for anything else, I say for website brochure, signage, anything else, if if you want to use anything else, like if you want to use my image on the homepage of your website, that's that's okay. I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to you with a watermark and you have to use it with the watermark. Um, if you And then the little line that I say is if you'd like to use something without a watermark for the website brochure, signage or anything else, just let me know what the intended use is, is and I'll turn it around and I'll give a reasonable quote to you. Thanks so much, whoever you are. Um, mm -hmm. and what that does is, especially with the watermark. Now I, I don't necessarily like the watermark or using watermarks on my images, but yeah, I was, I was going to say, I don't, I don't even remember seeing uh, an image recently that has a watermark on, no, on yours. The only time that I would do that is in this situation. Yeah. And I don't even, I, and to be honest, the watermark is just like, I just put like Bushami photography in the, in the corner or something like that. Mm. Most people just want it for social media, but but the response has been, thanks, Andy. You know, we'll grab a few for social media. If we want to use something, we'll let you know. You know, and that's great because then um, most people don't want it with a watermark. They don't want to use it with a watermark unless it's like a makeup artist that like doesn't really care and she just wants to throw things in there and, and that's fine, whatever, you know. Um, but not like the makeup artist has a ton of money to be paying for photos for this purpose anyway, right? So I so And they're a local business and, and you got to play the game. But... But for bigger, like a big venue that like wants to use an image on a brochure, like the cover brochure or something like that, like no, like like I'm gonna charge you something for that. And mm -hmm. if and if they ever did, if I ever found out that this is what I sent them, and then I found out later that they ignored what I sent them and what for, what usage was, well then I would absolutely, you know, like number one, send them an invoice for what I would charge them for using that image without, mm -hmm. without, even though I gave them the, that information or even I had this venue like a few weeks ago, I talked about on the podcast, I shot this the, at, uh, I don't need to mention the name, but I shot this shot at this venue. And then this venue contacts me and they're like, Hey, you know, we talked to the bride and groom. They said we can use anything for whatever we want. Um, so send us a gallery. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> I responded back. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, thanks so much. I'll send you the gallery. And then I put exactly what I just said if for social media, that's fine. But if not, here's what it is. You know, let me know if you want to quote, that's what I sent back because that's what mm -hmm. I'm giving them. And, th and if they use my stuff without coming back and they just think that it's free, then I'm literally going to number one, send them an invoice. And number two, if they ignore that invoice, I would go, I would get legal. I've never had that happen. Um, but I, I'm ready to take that step because it's not just free. It's not just okay to do that. You, they're your photos. You dictate it's your photo. It's your copyright. You set the terms, not mm -hmm. a venue that, that, that wants to strong arm you into doing something that you don't want to do, you know? So I it, can it's just gets me fired up. It's so, so, so ridiculous that. that it's just like, whatever, you know? 
adding to everything you just said is what I used to do is when when a, when another vendor says, "Hey," and a very cool vendor, let's say you really like the person that you worked well with them, but let's face it, you're not getting any work from a florist, maybe, right? Or a, a, a someone yeah. else. The only maybe. time that wedding you're going to get the work from the florist is when the florist planner. florist gets hired, and she's like, "Oh, that post, that guy's work was great," you know. But post booking order after you, yeah. You, you're like, I'll help you out, but that's about it. Right. So I used to tell people, um, look, I'm not just going through images I like, watermarking them, sending them to you. No. You want to come in studio with a little thumb drive or something, I'll give you whatever you want. But then even then, that happened a couple of times. It takes time. It's like taking an hour. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, this isn't happening. It's, so it what time. I do now, luckily for shoot proof, is they can go in. I tell the vendor, go into, here's the gallery. Here's everything I shot. You can go in and then make favorites. Let me know what favorites you want. I can even now, through Shoeproof, do a vendor copy, which is a certain size, I say, mm -hmm. with Watermark. I haven't even tried that out yet. But I can just say, download all. I download them. I bring them back to the Lightroom. I export them with a different kind of Watermark, which is a little yep. more streamlined, yep. which I like. And I think I can do that in Shoeproof. haven't tried it. And then I give them to them. All yours. I even create a new gallery for a vendor. They can just take it right from that site. Yep. That hasn't happened once. Yeah. It, it, not in that order. It's happened before where they say, here's some images, and I do it, and I give it to them, but not quite the new way, what I just said. It was like another avenue. Because um, if they want it, they got to do the legwork. You got to tell me which ones you want. Exactly. I'll give them to you. Yep. That's fine. But mm -hmm. I'm not going through and picking out stuff. Get the yeah, hell out. No, yeah, oh, <laughs> no. No. Exactly. And and that's not why, 100%, man. And that's Because I, I used to do that. You know, I would like pick out ones for them. Like, I don't got time for that. You Here's the wedding. Not pick it out. I'll give you watermark versions yeah. if you want to Get use it finger. for that purpose, but yeah, yeah. You know, on a on a similar topic, I had a, a, a this this venue. I'm doing one there next weekend, and it's I think it's a, it's a new venue, and it's outside, and it's like a small thing. It's like on top of a hill, and she already said like if you have a four by four to drive up there, good. Which I don't, but Natalie does, so I got to take her car. She doesn't know that my BMW three series is not going up there, and um, I they said, oh, we like to schedule. Um, uh, um, sorry, I'm getting places mixed up. Different place. Told scratch what I said. Anyway, I'm getting places mixed up. The, the, this, the hill part was correct. The location is different. So what <laughs> place? Sorry, 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 it's not the truly that kicks in. It's only five percent. The a wedding in the fall. You just want to name place. him, drop his car. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. no, I, it's all. It's ten years old. Um, more so. Um, the the location is like an, an hour from me. It's in Saugerties. All right, so it's kind of between you and, well, more so, not between us right now, but it's an hour for me, like minimum. And they have a farm, like, oh, we want to schedule a time with you. The bride and groom and us want to schedule time. We can go over to location and walk around. I'm thinking, I, it, there's no way I'm doing that wedding season or not. I'm not taking two hours of my day to go there. Go, uh-huh, looks good, looks good. Do we know what the weather's going to be that like that day? I don't think so. You can't plan jack shit that far in advance at a location, you can go, this would be nice for that. The sun should be here. Okay, cool. This isn't a multi-million dollar movie where there's scouting locations and they're paying you for the scout day. That doesn't happen on a wedding day. So I'm like, how do I word this to this couple? Because I know the, or the venue, because I know they're going to CC me to the wedding couple. And I want to seem like, you know, I want to I seem professional and polite about it. So I said, it's going to be very difficult for me to get up there being so busy. And also, we don't know what the weather's going to be like that day. There could be wind, there could be sun, there could be bees, there could be anything involved that, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen bees, too many bees in a flower garden. You can go near it. Where we have no idea what's going to happen. So 
I, I can't do a scout. And it worked. And a couple CC that. You, and Jimmy, Jimmy, do you have a B clause in your contract? I, I will, as of next week. Okay. B clause. Yeah, this, it was this beautiful flower area. Like like the picture, picture it wasn't very big, but it was enough. Rounded the corner to this place I go to often, and all I see is thousands of bees everywhere. And I told him, like, uh, I, I might be allergic after an incident years Actually, ago. I don't know about this. Somewhat interesting that you mentioned that because I was shooting a wedding a few weeks ago, and we were out in this field, and I was going to do this first look, and we did this first look with them. And I'm like, I bring them like way down this hill. And like, I asked the bride, the bride was kind of adventurous. I'm like, are you okay doing the first look down this hill? It'll look nice. But the, she had a little bit of a walk. But anyway, we get down there and I got this groom down there and literally, man, like we were just about to start doing like their first look and she starts walking down. And like, as I walk back down, I see my second shooter, Will, and he's like, he's like doing this. He's like slapping his face. He's like slapping his neck. He's slapping. And then the groom is like snapping himself. I'm like, what are these guys doing? And then I get down there and then I'm like, oh my good Lord, there were just mosquitoes everywhere. Oh, jeez. And like, she's doing the first look. She's like walking into this thing. She's walking in this mosquitoes world i mean he just kept shooting but like i about like it was, hey, it was crazy you know it was like that's, that's crazy that you mentioned that because my tip of the day is was going to be um keep mosquito like bug repellent in uh, the trunk of your car that's a good idea uh, i ex- accidentally had it in there and uh, i really needed it for an engagement session and I'm, I'm using it pretty much almost every single engagement session yeah. i would put it right in your bag and and I hand it I hand it right off to the clients too because they they want some too so yeah uh, so that's my tip of the week man it's perfect yeah. timing yeah. yeah yeah well I wish you would have brought this tip of the week last <laughs> week and then maybe uh, we wouldn't have had these issues you know uh, I was I was a little drunk last week yeah. so I apologize okay. <laughs> I had to go um, how's that Zima kicking in <laughs> it's not kicking in this is <laughs> it's five percent alcohol as it, well yeah it's, you need like it's three a little, it's a little weak it's kind of water yeah. Uh, it tastes good. It tastes good. Oh my God. Brings me back to my. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say how old I was when I was drinking these, but. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, guys, uh, Danny uh, wrote in to the podcast on our Facebook group and asked Do we limit the number of images that we give to clients for engagement sessions versus weddings? What is your average that you give to clients with their purchase? So, um, do we limit, do you guys limit the number of images that they get on an engagement session or limit the number of enge- um, photos that they get on a wedding? No, no, no I don't know. I did. It is, it is kind of what it is. I used to, like when I first started, my packages were like, you know, like, Hey, you get this package, you get this many photos and Hey, you get this package, you get this many photos. And then mm. the more I shot the more i realized like you know i'm not gonna not give somebody a good photo on their wedding day but i and then and then sometimes like those packages were like in the in the higher one like a thousand photos and then i'd be like making up photos you know to to try and get to the number one (laughs) thousand even though they were redundant or awkward you know so it's like so no i don't have any kind of limit at all and i tell and i tell my couples exactly like what i'm saying right now every wedding's different you know, if it's a good photo, if it's not redundant, if it's not awkward, it's something that gets delivered. If it's mm-hmm. awkward, if it's redundant, if it's, um, um, you know, just not not a photo that, that tells part of the story of the day or isn't necessary for part of the story of the day that, that, that isn't that great, it doesn't get delivered, but everything else does. So, mm-hmm. and I tell them, tell the clients just like that. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess my average uh, that I get that I deliver for weddings uh, these days ends up being something like anywhere between six hundred to like twelve hundred, something like that. Depends on the wedding. All right. Yeah, I say uh, about average yeah. is about a thousand. Yeah, there's a, there's a number. I think it's about if you think about this, you're gonna do you're gonna deliver typically at least a hundred images per hour you're shooting, and that's that's about right. You know, you you I can't imagine. There's been some weddings, yeah. I, I've shot an eight hour day, and it's been a little under eight hundred. Um, it's like seven something, maybe six something. But that's that. That's probably not an eight hour day. It's probably like a six hour day. But yeah. that 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 number is about right. Yeah, but I I end up good formula. Yeah, and it, it, it's different. And for an engagement session, um, I'm typically about sixty, something like that, maybe seventy, eighty. Um, yeah, I, I, I used I'm, to be a lot less. I used to deliver less, and I feel like as I've uh, maybe gotten better over the years uh, in some different ways, I feel like maybe I deliver a little bit more. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but. I I have a, well, if for me, if they're coming in studio, I have my A, B, and C, and D, and I boom, boom, boom. I do my normal thing. Sometimes I might mix it up a little bit for my own sake, depending how outgoing the couple is. They walk in and go, "What do you want me to do?" Then I'm I'm doing my I'm pulling out my my book, what I do, and they like it and it looks good. Not too exciting for me, but on location, like you, I I know I one out of maybe four or five engagement shoots I do is on location. Yes. Uh, we're going to keep going with a few questions and maybe we can go kind of somewhat quick fire with these unless we right. want to talk about it longer. But uh, uh, Danny also asks, uh, online payments, how do you handle the fees? Do you charge the client a convenience fee or do you just take the hit as a business expense? Yeah. It's like yeah, tax. The, you take um, that's, yeah, that's illegal. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, that is the correct yeah. answer. So, but, you, you, yeah, you can't charge a convenience fee um, depending on the state, I think, and I think most states um, tell you that you are not allowed to charge a convenience fee for online payments. Um, or do you just take the hit as a business expense? You take the hit, yep. like credit card. Cost of doing business. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever I go to businesses, uh, like for, for a purchase for, for myself, and they try and do that to me, I'm like, no, you might want to double check that because that's illegal because I'm a business <laughs> owner as well. Yep. And then yep. they're like, oh, well, we'll just waive it this one time. I think they some places can do a minimum charge, like ten dollar minimum on credit card. I, I don't know galleys about that, but we're certainly more than that, so it doesn't apply. Yeah. yeah, and so what I would say is, you know, if if you have a cost of doing business, raise the price of your overall package, and maybe you can kind of consider all of the costs of your doing business as it applies to that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and some clients, some clients end up paying with a card and some don't, uh, but I, I think we absolutely should be offering that because that's, that's honestly why I get paid and I don't have issues with getting paid is because I have an online invoicing system. It gets sent out there. Um, and, uh, when it gets sent out, it's, uh, it's pretty, um, you know, it reminds people and I would rather, you know, take those fees for the credit card fees and get paid and not have to worry about that and have the auto payment reminders and all that rather than, uh, hey guys, uh, you know, your yeah, wedding's coming up. Yep. Uh, can I, uh, mm -hmm. don't forget to pay me. You know, like, no, that's mm -hmm. not professional. That's not, I don't think we should be doing that in our businesses. We should treat our business like a business, set it up, consider it part of doing the business. Yep. Um, uh, Garrett says, as someone who has their first wedding coming up in March, this is a great question. All right. So Garrett, he's probably just found the podcast. He's a listener. He's starting out. He's about to shoot his first wedding in his March. 
Um, but he's not really even asking, you know, like what to do specifically, but he's saying, and this is a great way to ask it. What were your first weddings like? Well, think back to your first weddings. Mm. What were they like? What are the, <laughs> what are the things that we wish we had known or silly mistakes? I think that Garrett, that's a great way to ask that question. Um, because I think you're going to, you're going to, you know, so let's, so let's put ourselves back in that time frame of shooting our first weddings and what were those weddings like and what did we wish that we knew? Um, one of you guys can go first or I got an answer to start and then you guys I, I really, I can't, I don't know if I can uh, comment cause my very first wedding was hundred percent film. It was 35 in medium format and it, it just came upon me where I was with another photographer assisting him on a corporate, on a commercial gig and the lunch that they asked this photographer, like you shoot weddings, right? He goes, he says, no, but Jimmy does. I go, yeah, I do. First wedding in Connecticut. Get their names. I think it was. Oh, I think that was O three. I don't even think that was O four. I think that was O three. Um. So I, you know, I just rolled in like thinking I knew what I did. I did it right, but it was a different. It's different with digital. You, you, it's just a totally different mindset. You go in there thinking money, cost, different camera bodies, different ISOs, different formats. So I, I got to step out. I, gotta, I can't answer that question. I remember, I remember how exhausting my first wedding was. I was, I, I couldn't believe not, not only physically, but mentally exhausting yes. they are. And, and I was so nervous. I didn't sleep the night before, so I didn't get any sleep and I didn't bring any food with me. I think, I think I had a couple energy drinks and, and like some crackers. Um, and that was before, like I put things in my contract about, you know, meals and stuff. So I think I just sat in my car, like, and hmm. just took like a little break for like 15 minutes. And then I like went around to table to table, took pictures of, you know, I did all that over, I overshot pretty much because it's your first wedding, you know, you're nervous and all that stuff. So I was, I was really surprised of how exhausting they are. So you get kind of take care of yourself, uh, before anything else. I want to completely second that, you know, like, cause my first weddings, it, it's shocking just like how physically demanding and how long of a day. And just like, it's just, I, I just remember like passing out, like after the first few <laughs> weddings that I shot. But now for some reason, now that I've, that I'm very used to doing them, I feel like I've got a double this week and I don't even care. I'm like, it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not as exhausted at the end of the night as I used to be. I still am. Don't get me wrong. But I like know what to expect now. And I know like how to kind of pace myself a little bit better throughout the day than I did then. Um, Cause I think like, like when at first I wanted like every shot to be like this artistic masterpiece. And now I like really know when to pick my battles with that. Uh -huh. And so I kind of go into like low energy modes where I'm like trying to capture things, but not going crazy. And then, and then I'm using my energy in better ways throughout the day. Um, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah. uh -huh. but one of my, um, one of my things that I remember when I first started and I just, and I've, I've mentioned this, I think before on the podcast, but like is try to be just trying to get to do consistent work throughout the day as best you can. Um, you know, and even in the way that I was delivering my first weddings, like I was trying to, 
you know, like one shot was cropped this way, another shot was cropped that way. One shot was cropped this way, another shot was cropped this way. And then one image had a filter like this, another had a filter like that. One had a filter like this, and one had a filter like that. Well, this had a black and white tone like that, and this had a black and white tone like that. And it was just like, when I look back to those first weddings that I delivered, it was just like a mess. A mess yeah, of like different filters and yeah. different techniques. Yep. And like some was off camera flash, and like this part was doing that, and that part was doing this. And I didn't really know... Um, and one stupid thing when I first started, and this is so dumb, but when I first started, I, I shot pretty much like everything in AV, but I was into off-camera flash and I was doing a lot of off-camera flash in AV mode and I didn't understand that I really needed to be in manual yeah. in order to like not have like motion blur and stuff like that. And I was like, why is this happening? Or why is like, why are some of the bottom half of my frames black? You know, because like the shutter speed was too fast for the, th- <laughs> for, the for the for the flash or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but those are things that you know you pr- you should probably know before shooting before shooting a wedding on your own. That's why it's good to do some second shooting because uh, you really cannot be messing up somebody's wedding day. But at the same time, if you're you know if you feel like you have enough experience, at some point everybody has to jump in. At some point, um, just be honest with your couples about where you're at um, and. Uh, and what's great about cameras today is you can check things before you go on. Uh, but for those key moments, like the, the first kiss and all those moments that like really matter that you cannot recreate, uh, you got to be, you know, know when those moments are and be really on top of your game at those moments because those moments cannot be recreated. Um, some people try. Some people might want to try and recreate those moments, but it's not the real thing when you when you do that. So uh, bring your A, a game, do as much uh, prep as you can. Uh, both physically and uh, mentally and, you know, and everything. So I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. So uh, our quick fire became longer than quick fire. Um, <laughs> uh, Valerie asks, uh, what have you been, what have you set yourself up for anything for retirement? Let's go really quick. Um, yes, I have. And I'm set it, I'm doing like IRAs and um, I'm also thinking about, uh, you know, rental properties and stuff like that you know uh so mm-hmm. but yes as as our own bosses we need to uh, make sure that we're thinking about ourselves long term and not just shortchanging ourselves do you guys mm-hmm. do anything yes no um i have an ira that's small and I, I should have started years ago but but the building i own um eventually will be mine properties uh, properties investment yeah, yeah. Yep. three three apartment rentals plus my unit which i could share property is and, absolutely investment yeah yep and then uh, by then, every all loans that help pay for that are going to end. So all of a sudden, a mortgage I don't have to pay for. I don't have to pay for this. No mortgage for the studio building because I have two mortgages: one for the studio, one for the home that had pay, pay for that building. So you know, in that time, it'll be uh, it'll be all in. And I, my, Natalie and I always joke about like if someone came knocking at the door saying this building's awesome, I I how much visit. I'd be like, well, I'm going to think about that because that's going to be a high number because that's that's my retirement, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just double the price I paid. Hell no. How long, mm-hmm. uh, she also asked, uh, Neil, did you answer that? Do you want to answer that or no? No, same as you guys, Harry. Um, put, putting my money towards better investments, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. How long, here's the, here's the magic question. Do you guys have a number in your head to this? How long do you see yourself mm-hmm. photographing weddings for? What's the age? What's the age that you're out? I'm done. There's not an age. I'm out. No, there's no. I'm older than you guys, and I'm 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 I'll take whatever keeps coming my way. There will be a point where 
I'm not going to be the, the I'm, I'm not the hip young guy now. I know I'm not, but, uh, but I'm not the, I don't think I'm the older cool dude either. Mm, you know, you might be somewhere between those some, two, Jimmy, you know, I'm rounding that corner. I know uh-huh, I am. I know I, know I am. <laughs> but you know, uh, in 10 years when I'm rounding 60, uh, I, there's some photographers I know that are 60 plus and they are cool as hell. And you, when they teach a class somewhere, the place is packed and you just want to be like a sponge with them. And they're not like the most, they're not the social, you know, uh, plat- like uh, they're not out there that much. I can't think of the word right now that like is so popular, you know, they're kind of like under the radar, but you look at their work and their history and their background, you're like, that's cool. And Talking to them, they're like, yeah, I'm trying to retire, but I, I can't. I still, I'm still getting weddings. I'm slowing down a little bit, but they're still coming my way. And I really hope, really hope that's going to be my case, that I am like, this is good. I, I got my groove going. I'm doing what I want to do still. Uh, I got people knocking on my door. I'm respected still as the older guy now who's been in the, in the business for 20 plus years, plus, you know, 500 weddings plus, that whole milestone, which I think I'm close to. I should do, I should do a tally. But that's a good question, and I, I don't think – no, no one can answer it unless we're retired. Neil, do you we have a guest number? on that was retired? No number. Uh, I, always, I always said once Never I know. got into this, um, what, the, the day I stop having fun, the day I, I, the day I you know, can't really create what I want to create anymore, um, I'm going to hang it up. I have yeah. a number. <laughs> my my- my number in my head. I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that it's right, but I feel like when I'm like 62 or something like that, I feel like once I once I round 60, I'll still maybe do a couple, a few here and there. But I definitely want to be like, I want to have enough going investment wise that I like that I like can like super super slow down if I want to. Um, that's kind of my goal. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to happen, um, but I but I kind of have thought about like shifting into more. Like I would love to teach at a community college. I would love to teach photography at a community college. Like uh, once I get to about that age, um, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good plan. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, Kevin says uh, really quickly on this one. If you don't have a large wedding photography portfolio, how would you design your website to maximize what little you have? So let's say that you have three to four weddings worth of photos. How do you make your website look best with three to four weddings so that more brides book you? How do we do Oh, that? that's enough. Three to four weddings. That's, that's enough. Don't yeah, you guys think? Yeah. Just put the highlights. You know? I mean, all you have to do is really post 30 to 40 images. Yes. Don't post more than that. Keep no. it, keep it, keep it very small. Keep it, keep, yeah. yeah. And I would say maybe like do like of each couple, don't do similar poses from each couple, like, mm-hmm. like show varied poses from each couple, D- different parts of the day, different parts of the day, mm-hmm. a shot of the church alone, some, you know, or like the inside of the building alone. If it's a nice church, you know what I mean? Just like a wide angle shot. Um, but show different parts is exactly right. Um, and that's enough. And, but if, to, to, if you keep your portfolio small enough and show just the best work, um, I, but you know, the, what I would say is, is the, what you really do want to do if you want to build that portfolio is I kind of, kind of hesitate to say this, but I think that it's okay. Maybe when you're first starting is, you know, get, uh, people that have recently got married and maybe, uh, see if you can get them for a, for a little shoot or friends or something like that. Um, maybe just try and get like one or two couples to, to help round out the portfolio a little bit, maybe just one or two shots 
at them, but then do the respectful thing. As soon as you have your portfolio going, take out anything that's not on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. That's the respectful thing. <laughs> Saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jesse, quick fire on, on these, these last couple ones. Uh, Jesse says, oh, yay. Thoughts on listing your pricing on the website. Yay, uh, Renee, good, to listing good. pricing on the website. Good question. Mm. Didn't we we cover this once? Probably. Yeah, I think. I so, think the yeah. general consensus is is twofold. If you want, if you wanted to be like here I am and let people and weed out all the people that are just looking for pricing only, or just the time it takes to set up a meeting and all that, fine, go right ahead. Or if you want to take the time and not put anything out and then send a brochure or meet them in person, whatever the case is, fine. I like the middle ground. The middle ground, I state where I am, I state where Natalie is, I say here's an average price. That's it. I believe I'm doing a little bit of both mm-hmm. people if they've, and I love when people don't even find that page. I'm like, it's right. It's under info. It says investment. How can you not see that? It's one Tony, man. People don't read. They don't see. They don't at all. I'm like, Oh, and it's right on top, top. And bottom. How can you not see that about us? What we do behind the scenes? No, people are, they just they, want to look at pictures. They, they and want in three clicks. They want in three seconds. So anyway, I suggest just a starting point. Is, is a good number. You weed out the people that are like, oh, wow, I was I only have half that budget. And that's nothing I can do in a year in advance, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't list every single package rates. It gives nothing to to, to talk about when you meet them. Yeah, you want to leave a little yeah. bit of hanging yeah. information for the meeting. Mm-hmm. Good question. I used to have all my pricing up there, and now it's just, I don't, actually, it's nothing. I don't even have anything up there. It's nothing. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I've seen I've seen photographers list prices of four by fives, eight by tens, wallets, eleven by fourteens, frame this, frame that. I'm like, you guys are insane. <laughs> Put that on the, on a line, crazy. I'm 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 going nuts reading this. I feel like at least I feel like at least um, have them contact you first before you give them like that level of detail. You know, because I want to see. Um, I think sometimes I think it's good because like, whoa, you know, this guy doesn't list his pricing on the website. It's probably like outrageous. Right. And then I give them the pricing and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, it's definitely up there, but it's not like as crazy as I thought. And then, you know what I mean? So I think that might be something. Um, but also, um, um, lost my train of thought. I don't know. Maybe we covered that one. Yeah. Unless Mm -hmm. Neil's got anything else. No. Uh, I think, guys, that's going to do it. Except uh, the great Steve Van Elk of the Wedding Photo Hangover. Is he? He is a great man. He's a great Indiana man. That's debatable, Steve. Yeah, well, uh, he originally asked a question that I had no response to. Um, But then he asked a real question. And he said, um, on these beautiful summer days when you are all ready to have a lot of the shoots... I mean, you already have a lot of shoots and you have yard work and you just want to spend time outside. How do you guys keep focused on editing and, and, and get your in-office work done? I, I, I have how the do simplest we do answer. You guys go first. Neil, how did you, how did you spend 72 hours just editing? How'd you do it? I, I completely shut myself away from the world and social media, all that stuff. I just sat down. I, 
I did get, the, the the list was so long. I was like, this is out of control. I got it. I have to sit down and do this. And, uh, and so I did it, but, um, but I made sure all the yard work, all that stuff was done. I usually start my day doing the yard work. Um, that, that kind of starts off my day. I get outside and water all the plants and do all the grass and all that stuff. And then I sit down and I, I say, okay, I, I can do this now. So, hmm. yep. um, I, I throw myself, so I do all my emails and all that stuff first. And then I throw myself in the dark dungeon of a basement that's like, it's like finished. There's like a carpet down there and all that kind of stuff. And I sit myself in a beanbag chair and I throw on uh, old episodes of Star Trek that I can watch but don't really need to pay attention to. Like they're there. They're there to comfort me, to make it feel like I'm doing something else other than editing. (laughs) Yet at the same time, I can pay attention but not. And I'm really just focused on the editing. And I just like, I just lock myself in there. I try to stay off social media. It's tough. I'm kind of a bad boy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Uh, but yeah, that's, I feel like I've been doing really good and I got back on top of things and I've only got like, like, uh, three weddings to edit going into this weekend. So I feel like I'm kind of doing okay again. Um, Jimmy, what do you do? How do you, um, I, I have never hired anyone to do anything business wise, call, edit, all that kind of stuff. Uh, answer phones. I, I just, we're not that big of a business to do that. So but there was a time when I'm mowing along outside and my headphones on, I'm enjoying it, but I'm like, I got this to do, got this to do, this to do. I st- stopped not even two lengths of this. I got a small property, stopped it, headphones off, call my guy, go, I need you to take care of my lawn probably all summer. He's like, it's okay. So I'm hiring, I hire someone to do the lawn, to clean the house once a month, to do stuff that is allowing me to sit at a computer comfortably and not frazzled which then you're going to not do a good job. And I don't, the lawn's going to get cut. It's, it's either cut or not. There's no beautiful way of doing it. And I don't need, oh, there enjoy is. it, it's one thing. If you, if you enjoy oh, gardening, and that's, that's different. Well, to some extent, it's going to grow back in three days. No, so, I, no, I really, no, I really enjoy it. I got to have those if like, you enjoy baseball it, lines. Yeah. Different no. story. Different story if you enjoy it. <laughs> then, I'm OCD um, like that. But I suggest, as opposed to hiring someone that's that your money is coming from, that could hurt you hire someone that if you don't like the job, you go to the next person who's yeah, doing that's the That's actually, that is good advice too. Cause um, we just started um, my wife and I with hiring people to do uh, come in and clean the house. Like every couple of weeks, like the stuff that like, that I am not good at, like, like we're good at organizing my wife and I, but like, like the little stuff, like cleaning the bathroom and getting in the grout and like just all that yeah, stuff yeah. that you don't want to do, you like don't du- do it. dusting and all that kind of stuff. It's totally worth absolutely every single cent that we pay to have these 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 people come and do this every other, mm-hmm. every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's amount it's time versus money. And in that case, I would rather spend the money to have the time, um, mm-hmm. you know, for those kinds mm-hmm. of projects and chores. So that's actually that's a good point that it doesn't even have to be photo related. It can no, be yeah. non photo related for the things that, that if we don't care about the baseball lines, right? For the grass, right? Uh, but, well, the but there can be other you said about too. your home. Yeah, exactly. Your home is, yeah. We've been doing that for a while now. It has nothing to do with, with anything more than just time. Even at the studio, my one tenant, she does a side business of, of cleaning. Now yeah. she comes downstairs into the studio and cleans the floor every like month or two or something. Right. It's great. It's worth it's worth paying people to do that. It's It absolutely yeah. is. Especially when, when you trust them and they're the right people and everything like that. So, um, yeah. All I never right. even thought of doing that. Oh, good. See? Good 
Yeah, and it's not even Jeep as expensive. It's all over the it's place. Not as, for all I can't hold. <laughs> it's not as expensive as, as you might think. You know, like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and if you want, I'll, I'll give you my, my the, the girls' names that, that come and do this. Totally trustworthy. They're awesome, you know. Um, and they'll but, travel up, up to me? Um, I'm, I don't know. That is, that's, that's about 20, 30 minutes away. Yeah. Maybe, but it's debatable because they're a little bit further south. Uh, oh, okay. So that might... I don't know. You'll find some, but, but, there, are, but there, yeah. there are plenty of people yeah, out sure. there. Yeah. There's plenty of people out there that, that do do this and it's a, it's a good business for people to, people to have. And, and I would, you know, I, I it's worth spending the money, I think, mm -hmm. um, but we can find other things like that too, to help, um, help give us some time. Yeah. All right. Huh. And I'm, I'm, um, I got to say, let's pat ourselves on our back. Um, because, we did a good episode. Yeah, in the middle of wedding season, to to do an wow. an, ep an episode over an hour when we're all going crazy. Come on. Yeah, last it's week a, it's, a quick one. it's eleven o'clock at night. I didn't even eat dinner yet. Pat's on what? the back. Yeah, he's Neil's having an engagement I, I, last session. Last time I ate something, I think it was like one o'clock this afternoon. Don't eat this late. That's too late. That's too late to eat. I I can't. Well, hey, I got. I had a shoot, and then I came home and hopped on the computer That's with you guys. Still too so late to eat. here I am. <laughs> So yeah, now I'm feeling the zima because I had there you go. Stomach. <laughs> my, my, my one friend who's he's he's, kind, he's a little overweight over the years he still is. He looks at me. He's younger than me too. He goes, we're at I'm at a restaurant. He's like I'm at in calamari. It's around like eight o'clock at night. Like a small thing. That's my meal. And he says, I thought you said you shouldn't eat calamari this late at night. I said, No, you can't eat calamari this late at night. I can because I eat well all week and I work out all week, unlike you. So. Watch yourself, oh, people eating this late at night. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat bad too because uh, we have a we have a, a pizza maker outside, uh, a pizza oven. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fire that baby up. Nice. So yeah, Do I'm it. gonna eat bad tonight, but I don't care. You deserve it. I worked hard today. You had yeah. a long day. All right, all right, guys. All right, this has been episode number one hundred and twelve. And Neil, where can people find you? NeilUrban.com. N-E-L-U-R-B-A-N.com. And Mr. Ferrara. At J Ferrara Photo, jamesferrara.com is the website. My name is Andy Buscemi. Last name is B U S C E M I. Google me, find me on social media. Thanks, everybody. We will catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>